GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me remotely, my producers, my co-hosts, my buddies, the Dead Eye Knight, and Player One Mickey. How you guys doing? I'm holding in a burp, so that feels kind of uncomfortable, <laughs> and uh, that sums up my day. That's how I've been feeling like all day. <laughs> my body's not really right, you know? My body's right, not right, my head's all... not right. Well, well, I am holding nothing in. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Nothing. You both sound disgusting to me. That's very strange. <laughs> Anyways, okay, fantastic. Best intro ever. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, episode 321, brought to you by our patrons. Yes, thank you so much to all of our supporters at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Please go there and start your patronage today where you will reap wonderful benefits at as low as just $1 per month. I'll get you access to the State of the Zilla show as well as My Ridiculous, where I make top 10 lists of stuff that I feel like making top 10 lists about. But the, the real cream of the crop comes in at the $5 a month level. That's where you get exclusive access to shows only available at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. And every show from the GameZilla Media Network has a bonus show available for you there. And we here at the GameZilla Podcast, we do Muster Bust. So next week we're dropping Muster Bust. Where we're going to run down all the games, all the best games for August and also some of the worst games of August, the ones you should not spend your money on. We're going to tell you uh, what we think, what games you should uh, make sure you're saving up for and uh, buying and playing. And that's Muster Bust. That's exclusively at patreon.com slash Media. So thank you so much to all of our patrons who already participate and support this show and this gaming podcast network and we just hope that you'll join our patreon today yeah i mean i don't know about you but i'm really excited for uh muster bus because i can't wait to talk about vr uh, miniature putt putt golf ball retriever yeah that's my game i'm waiting that's, for that's it. the new AAA vr game coming out yes yep you know uh vr continues to be a uh what's the word unstoppable I'm for? force um Great investment. I, I was looking for I was looking for wasteland Power garbage. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're that. right. You're right. I'm yeah. That's about the same thing I was saying or thinking <laughs> or something. Yeah. Anyways, thank you to all of our patrons. Um, we really appreciate it. I do have. Let me make sure I didn't clear it out here. Um, did I? Oh god, no, I didn't. Uh, Davey, thank you so much for being the latest patron for joining uh, joining us here on Patreon. Really appreciate it. So. All right, um, we, before we get started in the show, I'd like to remind everybody, if you're here watching us live on twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media, then, and you can't stay for the whole show, remember, the entire episode is posted on our YouTube channel every week. So if you miss it, and let's say you waited a little too long and the VOD's missing or something went wrong, head on over to YouTube, hit that sub button, hit that bell notification, and watch it over there. So, um, today, we got some news. Did you know that? We do. We were really As excited. We most weeks. We were really excited last week. We had all the hopes and dreams that, that any child would have when it comes to video games. 
And uh, you know, we really thought so. We really thought this uh, Goliath was going to just drop the drop the hammer, and and this was going to be the first show to solidify the next generation of gaming. It's it's interesting that you use the term Goliath because <laughs> Goliath was struck in the head and killed and then decapitated by a child, and I think that very well describes <laughs> what happened with this show. I think it works, but <laughs> either way, let's get into it. Here's the news. <laughs> it, gets it gets worse. Every, it gets worse it every week. It gets worse every week. Because I went too high and you guys said it was cutting off. Now I tried something more reserved that would, it would just be a one take kind of deal. And Yeah. So, so the first topic of the news, guys, is that normally we're in our own studio. We have our own podcast studio. And in there we have some really nice equipment with all these fancy sound effects. Um, Instead, we let we let Deadite try to be those sound effects while we do this remotely. No. <laughs> Anyways, I continue to be a disappointment in many ways. <laughs> Anyways, topic number one: Microsoft took the virtual stage or whatever you want to call it, and we had the Xbox Series X game showcase that we've all been waiting for uh, since May. We've been waiting for this first party demonstration of why the next generation of gaming matters why we all need to get our pre-orders in and get ready to get our xbox one series x's and and just you know why microsoft was going to come out the gate screaming and i was at the front of the line ushering you all in for this what was going to be this amazing moment in history and I would just like to take this moment to apologize to you all that I am a fraud and I and Microsoft is also a liar. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it. I uh, this show was a uh, for lack of better words, it was a complete dumpster fire to me as far as a show goes. OK, so we're going to start it from a high level Microsoft show. Not good. Certain announcements. Very cool possibly exciting whenever we may actually see them okay that that's that would be my high level uh review of this would anybody else like to give a high level review on what they saw that i uh, yeah i learned that um as a sony and nintendo player I thought I knew what Xbox players liked because I was like, yeah, that looked like a good show if you were an Xbox fan. I didn't really enjoy it, but I think Xbox fans did. And then all the Xbox fans were like, nope, that's not true. I was like, okay, well, I'll show myself <laughs> out. I was trying to not be like a negative troll about it. I was just right. trying to not be that guy. Yeah. And then all the Xbox fans were like, that's not true. Like, okay, well, I respectfully let you guys roll with that. <laughs> yeah, I... um. I, I was really I was really kind of upset. I so I live streamed this right, and I was really upset during the event. It kind of got worse as the night as as the show went on. I got a little more like grumpy, and then I I did like by talking with uh people, like talking to my friends and talking to other people on stream, I did start to realize there was substance there. It just wasn't what I it wasn't what I was expecting. It wasn't what I would like to see. I really thought Microsoft Microsoft had an opportunity here to just grab next gen by the horns and just and take off. 
and I feel like that wasn't what happened here. So, Miggy, did you have any high-level um, feelings on this show? Because I know you also, I think you watched it with me on stream, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So yeah. What, what were your thoughts? I I was uh, uh, tepid. You know, I was I was there in the middle. I think I was just intrigued. Intrigued. There we go. I'm, I'm interested, still interested in the in the. Sure. Oh, future. absolutely. So. I think intrigued of the future is, a, <laughs> is very fair because the announcements were things that we care about. There just was no substance. There was no. Oh, I can't wait for day one. That I think that was the problem. I can't wait for launch. Yeah, I, I didn't get that feeling like I did when we watched uh, PlayStation's. I feel I, see you and I are going to disagree there because I also feel like PlayStation kind of <laughs> played the same angle here. I mean, they, beside the Spider Man, what else? What else can you be sit there and be like, oh god, I can't wait for launch day. A uh, Horizon, uh, not launch day, but but oh, exciting, but exciting. Mm-hmm. Sackboy Spectacular Stackathon. I don't know. Is that a launch title? I don't think <laughs> it was, but also yeah, I was excited was. by it. <laughs> Gran Turismo, okay, I'm a race car, you know, game fanatic. Like, cool, not not a launch title that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, so like again, it was that same thing where it was like, hey, here's some really cool stuff that you're not gonna get at launch day. So, as far as both of these companies having an opportunity to take the stage and tell us why we should care, come let's just say November right now, okay. November 2020 when they want our $500 or or, <laughs> or whatever it's going to cost because we also still have no idea what these devices cost yet. Um, they haven't really done it. And so we get into this show, guys. We get into the Xbox uh, Series X showcase and we did get to see a lot of cool stuff, right? So let, let's just kind of break it down. We, we, we got to see what we thought was going to happen. Halo Infinite right out the gate, eight minutes of gameplay, let's go, this is going to be the next, this is this is going to put Halo back on the map, no one's going to have anything bad to say, and then I was watching original Xbox graphics, I was like, what, what's wrong, what's going on here? It looked bad. Now, Mind you, everyone in the world thinks this. This is not just our opinion. And so because of it, Xbox 343 and everybody else on the uh, the green the green and black side over there has came out and said, whoa, 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 whoa. That's an early build. Um, it's not the final build. Oh, also, you should go over to YouTube and watch the 4K footage because it'll look better. But it's still not the final build. Trust us. It's like showing up to a job site for like a house that's being built and it looks like a dilapidated shack. And then, you know, the builder's like, don't worry, don't worry. We're going to put the siding on. It's going to be fine. Be like, yeah, but the structure looks crooked and sunk into the ground. No, 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 don't worry. It's not done. It's not done. Yeah, I I don't know. It, so I I do believe that that was that, you know, when they were coming out and saying this thing was running out, even though it was um, optimized for Series X, blah, blah, blah. It, a lot of people are saying it was running on PC, um, early build. I mean, I have... To me, it's impossible. Impossible that Microsoft, that needs that needs Halo, to, to they need Halo. Okay, Halo is the ship in the middle of the ocean that Microsoft needs, or they're going to be eaten by sharks. Like, so, like... Yes, you have other IPs, and yes, they're important, but Halo is that one that, like, if you can bring it back and make it relevant again, it is your bread and butter, period. So, 
I have a hard time believing that that was greenlit by Microsoft to say, yep, that's the final product. Let's show it on stream. I do believe it's an early build. Those those the character renderings, there's no way that's that the texture like there's not like additional texture uh, renderings and everything that, that are going to be added to that. As far as scale of the game and everything that we saw, that was very impressive. It's it's a Halo game that's open world. We've never had that before. Halo's always been a very linear storytelling game. This is a very, this is a very different take, which is what we thought Infinite was going to be, an open world, possibly a game as a service that would evolve over the years and continue to grow. And we did get to see some of Master Chief's, you know, new enhancements and, uh, with like the grappling hook that looked like a really cool, fun mechanic to be added to the game. Um and we got a little glimpse of the story here where uh, brutes are back in, in the series. And it looks like there's a new, you know, Thanos looking character that um, wants to have a glorious battle with Master Chief and basically gives him, sends him a message that says, prepare yourself to have this glorious battle. Whoever wins, wins. Um, you know, a lot of people were throwing around Callus from Destiny 2 feel. But yeah, um, I was saying that was my exact thought was like, <laughs> I thought I just killed this guy in destiny too. Yeah, but we didn't kill him. He just, I, you know? I mean, I didn't play the DLC, so I assumed I got to kill him. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I mean, base destiny too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess, we, I guess we didn't kill him. He just got sent to a different video game, but mm. no, I mean, it, it, I mean, how many stories, even if you talk about Marvel movies, if you talk about these things, people will always attack the fact of the generic, this generic storyline that, that we're repeating throughout games, throughout movies, throughout TV shows. And so I don't think you're going to, um, I mean, what are you going to really come up with in the world of Halo uh, for, for a bad guy at this point that is truly unique? I, I, I don't, I feel like you're going to have a hard time. So I like this. So far, what I, I mean, again, it's just a teaser cinematic that we saw at the end. I liked it. It intrigued me enough where I was into it. I just couldn't get past the fact that this game did not look ready. And the scary part to me is that if it's a launch title, and you're launching, even let's just say you are launching in November, it's the end of July. We're going into August, people. You don't have that much time left. So it's maybe be a big game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, you think they'd be on more of a polishing stage three months out. You would hope not a <laughs> not a hey our game has no textures and looks really bland. Point. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a game developer. I don't know, but so if this was an early build, I mean, I, I well, two things. Two things. One, if this was an early build, if this, they were just showing off this, then it should have been some kind of text, something imposed on there, saying that hey, you know, early build. Uh, final game not representative they should have included that there um two i mean unfortunately you know um i forgot um was that phil or i forgot who was being interviewed but they brought in like the whole uh covid situation and that people are working from home so this kind of like kind of had an effect on it um i can two, see i mean three putting on my uh my qa hat i mean we've got like different en environments where we test in um, so we've got our production, I mean, our we've got our uh, dev environment, we've got our um, stage environment and our production environment, which the production in this case would be where the game actually is ready or the game ships out to, to the public. 
Um, I mean, maybe this was something in one of the like you know the lowers that they were playing around with, and there was something they could record a demo in and get it out. I mean, quickly. I mean, because of everything going on. But I mean, still think I still think the bad thing is they should have communicated, just slapped that logo on there and said, "Here, you know, this is the final." And you know, they should you know it's running on the PC with the same specs as an Xbox, like you said earlier. Um, but yeah, it looked looked muddy. But uh, play uh, was it Halo Four looked better. <laughs> <laughs> right i i um so i agree and and there those possibilities are true i mean we saw naughty dog have to delay last of us part two and, and we and we talked about it again where it was like a delay after delay and again covid affected them we've seen cyberpunk 2077 another ultra hype game this year get delayed um because of covid so i mean as much as you as much as you are able to work from home and collaborate and still push things forward you have to understand being all of us having it backgrounds right now um we have to understand that there's impact right so the, and and we know there's impact from our own jobs to us supporting users we know that, that there's impact so you know that that part gives me hope that this game will indeed look better but it needs but i just i don't like the 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 window that we're that we're messing with and i the last thing i want to find out is come september we get an, we get uh, you know noticed that halo is no longer a launch title right it's a it's a christmas title now or something like that and i mean at the same time as like i want the game to be ready and good when it launches and not be a uh, master chief collection catastrophe like like that like that was when it hit xbox one um i also was really hyped to have a halo game at launch like that was a big selling point for me so to jump to jump a little bit back though and and bring this in um on the on twitch twitch.tv slash gamezilla media we do the show live every week. Um, Dead Tissue jumped in and said that um, they didn't think that Halo ever lost any relevance. And so I, I don't mean like the IP is is less relevant. What I mean by it is like the pro scene and just the, the, the FPS scene, Halo has not been relevant in years. Halo 5 multiplayer when it first came out was a disaster and the pro scene went to went went to the wayside and by the time they kind of stripped some things out of it and tried to fix it there were other other games that just took the mantle and so what I want to see from Halo is is that relevance to fit back into a world that right now is dominated by battle royales, that is dominated by the by Call of Duty League, that is dominated by the Overwatch League. And even if you don't care about esports, you have to you have to at least look at esports and say esports drives competition. Competition drives talent development. Talent development is not going to spend their time playing Halo when there is no real league. And I know. <laughs> I don't want to say real league. There is no high end, like very um, public um, TV time exposure league. It is all being put into COD League and Overwatch League and League of Legends and Fortnite and all that type of stuff, right? So for me, I want Halo to be relevant in that way where Microsoft can bring back what was a game that revolutionized FPS and make it important again to high level halo. players halo being good at halo used to be a prestigious thing within the gaming world if you were the man at halo that probably meant you you were one of the best shooter players playing on consoles you know and and right. that i think that's part of what what 
Grimm's getting at here is uh, people don't think that, you know, you do think COD or, you, you know, you think Fortnite, uh, you, there's other games that come to mind several before Halo, but Halo for years, for several uh, generations was the, the top game and it, it has sort of faded away. And you think of like, I mean, MLG didn't help themselves, right? But Major League Gaming was a way more, was a way stronger league that focused, that also had a had a cornerstone game that was called Halo. And when Halo started to falter, MLG also started to falter, and then it kind of fell apart. I'm not saying they're directly connected. MLG made some poor choices themselves and have struggled for it as well. But either way, I would like to see uh, that happen. And there, you know, the rumors that came out of this after the game didn't look good and things, and people were upset that the rumors started to fly around that also multiplayer wasn't even going to be ready at launch. You were going to get a story mode and no multiplayer. That was going to be added later on. They have come out and said that that's not true. So where that rumor started, I don't know. And we'll see. We'll see, we'll see as time goes on if uh, who's lying and who's not. But, um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think Halo. Halo's image was has been damaged, but it's still Halo, and and it's still important to a lot of gamers, even from our generation. But what I what I really want to see is. The younger generation that that have latched on to you know to Fortnite to Call of Duty you know to these games that maybe really never cared too much about Halo, like that that's the relevance I'm looking for. So, with that being said, um, you know I saw a lot of people in chat saying I still play Halo. That's good, but I mean if we if we look at Halo Five, Halo Five was not what people wanted. Halo Five did not land the way people wanted it to land, and you know when you look at the, when you look at what's happening here with 343 right the company that's that took over halo after bungie left they got they got halo 4 am i right 343 did halo 4 i'm not crazy right halo 5 yeah i think i think they yeah and they were in charge of halo master chief collection now they didn't make those games, but they had they had to build the collection. They had to you know they remastered them. They had to you know they had to try to do all the things that they were trying to do to make make this like collaboration of games all work together. So my whole thing here is you've had three opportunities with this franchise. My belief on Infinite is that whatever Microsoft has seen behind doors, behind closed doors. As, is is why three four three still has access to the Halo franchise, because how many opportunities can you give a? Can, I don't care if it's a first party studio or not. How many opportunities can you give a company on one of your most important franchises to screw up time and time again, and then give them another shot, give them another shot? So I mean, if you if you're trying to drive Halo into the ground. Then great, but I do believe Infinite's going to come out. I believe we're going to see a much more appealing visually uh, version of it. I thought the mechanics looked good. The music sounded great. You know, like it felt Halo. It it, it felt missed to me. Like I had that feeling as I watched it, even though I wasn't happy with the visuals. I felt like, God, I've missed this. You know, if anything, by watching it, it made me like want to go reinstall the Master Chief Collection and start playing through some of the old games because it just gave me that itch. So to me, that tells me that the franchise, you know, to in my mind, is that I'm ready for a new game, just like the just like the God of War, re, you know, relaunch, just like you know, just like those games that have come kind of come back around after so many years, and you, it's it's just like it's time, it's time for Halo to come back. I am ready for it. 
let's just make sure. Let's just make, please, 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 and make sure it's good. So grim, I'm not a Halo guy. I've played probably 15 hours of PvP Halo in my life, or something. Maybe a little more than that. I've never played any of the stories. So I've never gotten into Halo from that aspect. I played Halo socially. Part of your and I friendship was based on the transition from Halo 2 to Halo 3. You and I were hanging out every night after work playing those Halo games, PvP. You were teaching me how to play. So being that I don't have much of a relationship with the Halo with a with the Halo series, I don't necessarily know what I would need out of this game for it to be good. What are you looking for in Infinite? What's going to be the thing in Halo Infinite that's going to make you feel satisfied to the way this game was launched and handled and created? What what what, what have the games been missing for you? I mean, so there's multiple angles here, but I I want a Halo 5 story to me was just so bad. I hated the Halo 5 story. And the fact that this takes place and, 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 and you know, they're trying to shape Master Chief to kind of have this potentially this end, this end story. I want it to be epic. I want it to be good. And, you know, I, I just have this bad taste from from the last piece of the story I got in Halo 5 and the way they mark. I think that my biggest problem with Halo 5, it, it, the story isn't great. But the way they marketed that game, the way they shoved the commercials down your throat, how it was going to be Locke versus, versus Chief, and there was this weird, like, just battle between, you know, the Spartans, and then, yes, there was still something overall going on. And then you get in there, and it wasn't that at all, really. It was actually really, really quite different. And so, like, you kind of felt like you were misled, and then you go down this road where you felt misled, and then it's also just a giant dud at the end, and you're like, wow, you know, I wasted a lot of time on this. On top, so I want story. I want I want good story that, that, you know, back in the day, Bungie could tell. Right? I don't want to talk about Bungie right now, but back in the day, Bungie could tell. And so for me, I need that. I also need a balanced, populated, and fun multiplayer. We don't need these guns feeling like they're plastic toys. We don't need, you know, bug, buggy, buggy situations and, and, all, and all these uh, other things going on. Just a balanced, clean multiplayer that can be competitive from a casual gamer side all the way to the pro scene. Because the second your multiplayer is a mess is the second there is no pro scene. And the second there's no pro scene, the competitive level drops instantly. And then people just say, it's not worth it. Why am I going to go sink my time into it? I'm not saying everybody's trying to go be a pro, but how many of us have gone onto YouTube to watch a video on the best loadout for this game or the best strategy to do this or the best that we do it because there's there is always a level of competitiveness in these style of games and you want to try to be able to play a meta or you want to be able to try to play an advantage that is out there and you know to do that you have to have a game that is balanced and and not um you know not a buggy mess that's lopsided that people just get bored of really quick i just need the needler I mean, the guns are so much fun in Halo, right? <laughs> so, like, when and the trailer showed us a couple of them, and they and they seemed fun, you know. So, like, and I think about if the grappling hook is going to be a mechanic, will that be also be a mechanic in multiplayer? Could we have some fun with that? These different things you're going to be able to do with environmental 
you know, um, situations with the grappling hook, I think it could make for a fun, uh, a fun multiplayer. It also could break multiplayer in a way, you know, where it's just like, um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember the game. I'm dating myself, but I used to remember this game called Tribes, where you had like jetpacks. Yeah, you know, I had Tribes three on the PC. There you go. Yeah, I yeah. got it at Save a Lot. Yeah. So like, you know, you get you used to have these games where like everybody you didn't run, you just would jump, right? You would always jump, you would never run. And I mean, that's still to this day certain games are like that. Uh you know, f- think of Fortnite and and everything where you're you're always kind of hopping and ducking and and doing different stuff and um trying to change the animation of your character just a little bit to make it just a little bit harder to get hit. Well, games back in the day were so unbalanced. It was like, oh, we all have jetpacks. So it was just like, take that times a billion. And it was like people were just flying up and down, up and down, running around. And it created chaos that I think, for the most part, those types of games died out quickly because it was like, well, I don't want, this isn't fun. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, you know, we'll see what happens. We saw zero multiplayer um, examples. We saw eight minute gameplay of what was a story driven open world and from that standpoint I was I was uh excited about that but it needs to look better sure and I think when you got in the warthog and you saw the world that actually looked really good to me yeah. it was when you got into yeah, the Yeah there were some texture problems up close but yeah. draw, you know the draw of the world that they were showing you yeah. was very good but the grasses and the textures but again it makes sense that some of that wouldn't be perfect if this is an early build because yeah. that is that is the kind of stuff you expect to be cleaned it up. So yeah, it's just the whole thing about they're trying to sell this new generation and how beautiful the next generation is going to be. Then they show us the game that they want us to buy into for Microsoft, and it looks kind of like Duty. So it's like, well, that's <laughs> that's well, a it, big letdown when they're it, trying to sell something that looks good. And it is a little bit scary and dead dead tissue again in the chat um, on Twitch makes mention of it. You have a very saturated market that you're trying to walk back into and a game like Destiny 2, which, yes, we've made fun of and yes, we've we've vented about in the past. I can tell you that I'm playing it again. It's very different. I, I use the example of this reminds me of of Diablo 3 when the free game first came out. And then when Blizzard fixed it and how it was like a different game, that's what that's what Destiny is starting to feel like. And the fact the bottom line is, is that the next evolution of Destiny 2 comes out in November. Which is when your system and Halo is supposed to come out. So if Bungie lands on the way they need to land and we have another you know resurgence in Destiny 2, you all of a sudden have direct competition on who's going to gather, you know, playing time. Who's where am I going to spend time grinding hour hours upon hours for whatever, right? And so you have to be careful with that if you're Microsoft and and so with that case you can't you don't want to lead with the wrong foot and I feel like that's what they did here. And it put a lot of negative ideas in people's minds. Even if we're all wrong and the game comes out and it's gorgeous and all this stuff, you led with this foot and it created negative advertisement negative conversation in the social platforms across the board it's all been just memes and just mocking microsoft that's not what you, that's not how you want to lead into your biggest game launch and system launch since the original xbox we haven't had halo launch as a as a launch title on a launching system since 
the OG Xbox, which again, we can all look at that and say that changed the world of FPS at that time. So, you know, it's hard to not look back and, and think of that moment and say, do it again. So, all right. Um, the rest of this show, I can, I can really sum it up for you. We're going to go through it kind of quick and I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I'm a huge Forza fan. I love Forza Horizon 4. I love Forza. I'm back into racing games like like hardcore. I want to go build my own racing rig. That's right. Racing yeah, seat yeah. in a frame, three monitor wraparound. I want to do it all because I'm a I'm addicted. And and we're like, we're gonna hear about Forza. We're gonna hear about Forza. It's probably gonna be Motorsport, but we're not gonna be Horizon 5, but we're gonna hear about it. And sure enough, Forza Motorsport was announced. In what was like a 45 second trailer of beautiful cinematics. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The cinematics of Forza made Gran Turismo look look bad, in my opinion. But there was no gameplay. There was nothing besides the fact that said Forza Motorsport in early development. We did find out that it's coming to the Xbox Series X with 4K, 60 frames per second, and ray tracing. So the things you'd expect it to have. Yeah. Oh, I, I I have an animal. I have an animal that somehow got locked in the room with me and he's mad at me. <laughs> but so my whole point with Forza here is that I I pred- I called it out on on stream one night. I said, "Hey, For- Forza Motorsport is going to get announced. It's going to come out this year and then Forza Horizon is going to get a teaser trailer and it's going to come out next it's going to come out 2021." Again, I struck out. I struck out this time, guys. Completely wrong because Forza Motorsport is in early development. We're not even going to see Forza Motorsport until probably, if we're lucky, end of next year, possibly 2022. Okay, and when you think of that, like that's that's now they did announce Forza Horizon 4, the game that I do love to play. I almost I, I generally play it almost every night. Is going to get a Series X uh, update. So it is going to move over to you know to the new the new system, which I mean I think anything first party is going to honestly, unless it was a giant failure. Recore, I'm looking at you, but um, <laughs> I wanted to love Recore so much. I enjoyed but, that game. I I enjoyed it too, but but did you beat it? I enjoyed that game mm-hmm, exactly because I didn't beat it either because it got real bad. It got real bad the further you worked into that game. Anyways, anyways, um. The the thing with motorsport that I did ca- that, that you guys probably caught is that there's no number after it. It's just Forza Motorsport. It's not eight. So the big thing that uh, Turn Ten said is that this is they are they are um, reimagining motorsport, and so I think this is going the same way as as Destiny and, and, and other games. This, this Forza Motorsport is going to turn into a game as a service. We're going to get a giant, we're going to get a map, we're going to get the the core game, and then over the next several years, we're not going to get a new motorsport, we're going to get evolution of this game as it grows out and keeps expanding. New car packs, new maps, new things like that, that are all going to interconnect and keep building out in seasons and all that type of stuff, I think is, and, and we've seen, and I think they're going to take, they're going to take bits and pieces of, of what's been super successful with Horizon and, and use it inside motorsport um but they're going to go even a step further and they're really going to build this out into i think something pretty really special so 
I'm looking forward to it, but I but I was expecting way more than 45 seconds, and I was expecting gameplay, and we got none of that. So no. I was pretty let with, down. Um, with the world of Game Pass, I imagine most Xbox first-party titles are going to go the way of, this is a game, we're going to support this for X number of years, instead of here's a game, you spend $60 on it, and then, you know, we're going to sell you another game in three years. It's going to be a lot lot more this generation of here's your game. Enjoy it. We're going to continue to support and develop this over the course of the life of this generation. I think I think a cool idea if they would uh, kind of merge the ideas together. So, so Forza Motorsports and Forza Horizon. And um, if they make it like a big open world thing, you have your section. So you can like say, for instance, you can have your home. And you can have your garage with your cars in there. And then you can go to like certain areas, like if you want to do off-roading, if you want to do drifting, or you can go to certain spots where the uh, where the events will happen and you could do the motorsport specific activities. Um, I think that would be a, a good move, you know, and something that could last for a while, make money, and definitely get all of Grimm's money and part part of my money uh with that. <laughs> well, I, I think they've seen the longevity of the Horizon series versus yeah. versus the lack of longevity in the motorsport series. And they have to recognize the fact that one's doing better than other, the other when it comes to generating money year over year. Even if, I mean, I'm not saying Horizon is super popular right now, Horizon 4, but it's still, you, you go look at viewer count of Horizon 4 versus Motorsport 7, and there's a big difference uh, for, for games that, general, that came out by, um, close to each other, right? So, yep. um, you know, you have to look at that in a way and realize that one, one, um, design versus the other is working better and look at the industry everything's kind of going that way with the season passes and the you know the continuing of developing content and and expanding upon the game that you've already established so it's that same thing we said kind of like overwatch kind of needs to start to consider versus where it's getting stale and it's not it's not evolving quick enough like games like league of legends or something might um where we need we need to just see some more this style is where we're going. Period. It doesn't matter the genre of game. I feel like this is the way that we're we're headed. Um, sports games might just be kind of one of the last to to jump on board. Um, so moving forward after that, I think we're good covering Forza. We um we got an amazing news from Rare that was the exact news that we already had. Everwild is a video game. Thanks for looking. It's pretty. We'll talk to you later. And that's when... Uh, so The trailer is pretty. The cinematics are pretty. The art style is assumably pretty. I don't think we saw any gameplay, did we? No. I, so we don't yeah. know if it's actually pretty. Yeah, I mean, we can assume that, that if they're... I mean, Sea of Thieves is pretty, right? So, I mean, yeah. I, I imagine the game would be pretty, but, like, if anything, all they did was co confuse us. Like, the game, we had no idea what it was. After this trailer, now we're just confused at what it is because now we're, like, magic people that bring animals back to, back to life, cure sickness, and protect the forest. Like, I don't, you know, like, right? They And so, again, I'm kind of, I was kind of torn away because my two biggest things was I want to know more about Forza and I want to know more about this next project coming from Rare because the animals that we had seen in the very first trailer back when did we when did they show show that off? Was that at um, Video Game Awards? Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It was it's a little. A while. Yeah, it's been a while that we when we initially saw it, and so 
Um, I wanted to know more, and we didn't. We didn't. We we saw a pretty cinematic trailer again, just like Forza, and we watched a, a woman from Rare say, "We're very excited to share more for with you later on." And that was it. And I'm like, okay, this is going downhill quick because my like you know three of my highlight points, Halo, Forza, and what Rare was working on, are already done in the beginning of the show. And I walked away with that was pretty ugly. Where's the gameplay? And and you still haven't even told me what the game is and where's the gameplay. And so, you know, for the most part, that was I, I was oh man, I was very upset. Um and this is where this is the trend that we really saw throughout this show is pretty cinematics to try to talk with very little information and we'll tell you more later. So that's all I really have to say about Rare. Do you guys have anything to say other than, okay, cool. We're just going to keep moving. Um, next up, we had the creators of Sonic um, step in, teaming up with Square Enix, I believe they were, to make a theatrical action game. Um, this seemed like something right up Miggy's alley of type of game. It looked really weird. Um, also, it's the creator of Knights, right? Um, and when you looked at these characters, I was like, dude, they literally just stole characters out of Knights. If you don't know what Knights is, it was a Sega Saturn launch title that was supposed to be like revolutionary that, I, you know, like there's a cult following behind that game and it came with a custom controller. And I mean, I've, I played oh, it back. Yeah, the controller. Yeah, I played it back in the day, but like, but like the characters almost looked like they literally were stolen out of that game and just prettied up and put into this game. But it does look wild. It does look very crazy. Um, what, what is it called? The Balan, Balan Wonderworld. Um, it's from the two original creators of Sonic the Hedgehog, lead programmer uh, Yuji Naka and a character designer, uh, Naoto Oshima. Um, and they're reuniting to create a new theatrical action platformer, Balan Wonderworld. Uh, set to release on Xbox Series X and Xbox One in the spring of 2021. Um, it marks the first time that the duo has worked together on a project since they created Sonic over two... Uh, over... No, that, that can't be right. Over two years ago. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so it... Um, it looks it looks crazy. It kind of reminds me of Dreams with with Kingdom Hearts mashed together. But it looks like it could. I mean, whatever. It looked like a unique game. I think. I think people that are into that that style of game, that platforming, you know, just fun, brightly colored, cartoonish um, world, are, might be in for something special, a new IP, right? A, which is something I did want to see. Fresh, fresh IP. We did get. I think we did see a little bit of gameplay here, but most of it again was cinematic and just crazy, crazy bad guys. You know that that crazy. Um, anime style just nutty character creation so um but yeah i mean okay didn't really hit a mark for me i don't uh, miggy what about you yeah definitely uh it, it intrigued me i'm looking forward to checking it out especially since it's going to be on game pass uh yeah yeah definitely going to get some hands on it oh yeah that's true yeah game pass too they did announce that so um then we got to see Life is Strange Dev um, make a new game or show off their new game. Tell me why, and then it'll launch August twenty seventh. Um, this is a game we already knew about. We've already seen pretty much the exact trailer they showed us. We already like this was not an announcement. This was like, a, oh God, we need a filler. We gotta just what, what can we throw in this show to make it two minutes longer? 
Um, but yeah, Life is Strange Dev coming out with Tell Me Why on August 27th. If you're into that type of game, then maybe you're excited. I don't know. It's weird. The game, is, the game does seem weird. Your mom, like, goes psycho, tries to kill you and then as kids, and then the two of you are kind of, like, separated until you get older, and then now that you're older, you're back together trying to solve the mystery, and, like, you're having flashbacks, and you're starting to find out mysteries that maybe, you know, there's, the things aren't the way that you they seemed. So, you know, the life is... That, that dev, as far as who made Life is... If you ever played Life is Strange, it's that same concept, a little wild. That guy over there is so excited for this game. He's, he's flipping tables. Yeah, you know, I I was actually super intrigued by the story of the the trailer. I just don't really play those type of games all that often, so I don't know if it was on Game Pass and I I hit rock bottom in my desires to play video games. I guess that's where I might end up. I, I think that's another Miggy game too, because I'll be uh I would check it out. And I noticed I noticed it's up on the uh the Game Pass screen right now. Um, so I don't know if it's available if there's if episode one is available for uh for like uh like well they to check out or if it's I think it comes out I think yeah it's pre download they usually they usually get it out there early just like I had grounded pre installed on my system back in May I think and it doesn't come out till tomorrow so um yeah so I think it's probably just a pre download and we'll get it on August twenty seventh about a month away or exactly a month away so um. So okay, that was announcement. We did see we did see a, a trailer. Cool. Then they slide into uh, Destiny Two. Wait a minute. That's not first party. Okay, what do you got to say about this? Destiny Two's coming to the Game Pass, baby. Yeah. Woo! We got we got Destiny Two coming to the Game Pass in September, and it will include. This part's crazy. Will include Beyond Light DLC. That is that is the that is the DLC that comes out in November. That part to me seems ridiculous. That <laughs> seems real crazy. Because not only are they going to give you Shadowkeep and Forsaken in the Game Pass edition the day it launches on September, so you're going to get the the, the Forsaken Shadowkeep and all that stuff. But then it will include the upcoming Destiny 2 Beyond Light DLC. So now tell me, besides silver and buying cosmetic items, why would Bungie do this? Like, Mike, did Microsoft pay them a bunch of money? Because to me, it's like, well, where's your upsell now? Right now, you can go download the core game of of uh, Destiny 2 pretty much anywhere, right? You can you can download it on Steam, you can download it on PS4, Xbox, and it's free. And then, yes, you have to pay for Shadowkeep and Forsaken and the Season Pass and, right? So here they're like, no, you can have all the DLCs. So just buy the Season Pass, I guess, is the only thing that you can really push. And then maybe future DLCs down the road? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a little bit of a, a weird announcement, but it is it is value being added to Game Pass. And in, in, in this, this is why I said this is getting even scarier for Microsoft because not only is Destiny 2 getting some buzz and gaining some traction back to its player base, but it's also coming directly to Xbox Game Pass, one of your most important services, that what's going to be right next to it? Oh, yeah, Halo Infinite. So the competition literally lives on your platform right next to each other in, in what is Game Pass. So I don't know. Like, um, to me, 
you know, this is cool news for Destiny fans if you're playing on the Xbox platform. Obviously, the free DLC is is um is good too. Like that's pretty wild, but it's another reason why I'm sitting here concerned about the about Halo Infinite. But uh, yeah. So I mean, I just got back to playing Destiny two. I'm playing on PC though, and so this um this doesn't impact me a ton. But I think again, from the value standpoint, and the interesting point that xCloud is being integrated into Game Pass tells me that could I potentially be playing Destiny 2 on a mobile phone while at work or something via xCloud through Game Pass? That'd be pretty cool. So maybe we'll find out. Any, any comments on Destiny 2 information? Besides the fact that it was kind of like, why are you talking about this at your first party, your first party show? It's all part of the big plot. Microsoft backed up a truckload of money to get all this with the new DLC on Game Pass. It's all part of the big plot to eventually unveil Halo Beyond Infinite, which will be the name of it. Halo Beyond Infinite developed by Bungie. Bungie's coming back to Halo, baby. This is the sign. This is step one to Bungie coming back to Halo. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. The big, uh, the big Halo Destiny crossover. Twenty twenty four, Dest- Halo Beyond Infinite. Bungie Developed takes the Bungie. stage and says, "Actually, we never hated Microsoft. This has been a, a fifteen year arc that we've been doing. But Bungie- Destiny is Halo, and it's actually the same universe." Yes, it's it's happening. <sighs> That's why this villain is the same cat from Destiny Two. This is why we Gary! can't. This is why we can't have nice things, Deadite. This is why you and your <laughs> you and your crazy. Just crazy Dude, I called the homeboy concepts. <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo homeboy. You you totally called it. All right. Uh, moving on after that, we did see probably one of my my favorite announcements was what is Obsidian working on? We did find out that there's new DLC coming out for the Outer Worlds, um, which looked really cool coming out later this year or early early 2021. Sorry. Um, so that looked cool. If you enjoyed the Outer Worlds, then this will be just more of that crazy fun stuff. But what is Obsidian working on next? We all um, got to see a very pretty cinematic trailer and possibly slight gameplay. Possibly very slight game uh, gameplay of um, Avowed. A, game, a, new, a new IP. A new... Just give it to me. <laughs> she's like, she's trying to, my wife's trying to be all sneaky in here to bring me in some food and the door behind her is like, Arr! I'm just like, just give it to me. Is that more I, gameplay than what we saw already? No. It's, oh. no. I'm just talking about the show, yeah. Oh. Yep. I, I love how Bethesda, I mean, how Obsidian has become Bethesda since Bethesda isn't Bethesda anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it was like this game. This game, it's like, hey, remember, remember Otter Worlds? Remember that time that uh, Obsidian made made like a good Fallout game by making it, and then it was like, yeah, but now we're gonna take on Skyrim with a vow. Yeah, but here's the thing: is so when they joined, when so for for those of you that don't know Obsidian, they made Pillars of Eternity, right? So Pillars of Eternity, a a an, um, what would you call it? Kind of a dungeon crawler style Diablo, but with but more like a turn based tactical um, functionality in it, but a very popular game. So when they got when they joined um, 
Microsoft, when the studio was, was added to Microsoft's first party, they said, this is the game that we have always wanted to make. And it's a first-person RPG in the world of Pillars of Eternity called Avowed. And so we got to watch, like, these arrows shot off, and they fly through the sky for forever, but they keep kind of tra traversing through, like, time. And as the story was being untold, it land one arrow lands into this pit, and then your character comes up very Skyrim-looking, except, except very pretty, where Skyrim has aged, right? Very pretty. You, you cast a little bit of magic in one hand, your sword in the other hand starts to glow, and then there's this, like... There's this like cave opening in, in front of you that starts to glow and seems like something's coming your way. Um, and that's really it. But with the track record that Obsidian has had and the world of Pillars of Eternity, I got really excited for this announcement. The problem is, is that this was not announced as a launch title. This was not shown. There was not any solid gameplay shown. We really don't know if we're going to be getting this in 2021 or if it's a 2023 game or, or what this is. So, but it looked really cool. I, you know, I look at it. It's, it's a hybrid. It is a new IP in a way. It's an, in my, my opinion, it's a new IP using a universe that's already established and that's why i like it you already have a very established world with with creatures and 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 lore that you can that you can leverage on but you're going to build it into a giant an rpg which you're also famous for being able to do a really good job at that so i can't wait to find out more about avowed this was a highlight point for me in the show um the only thing that could have made this better is like they could have showed us gameplay and said launching on Xbox Series X, and I would have been like, oh my god. We have a 100-plus hour RPG dropping at launch? That would have been insane, but we, we didn't get that. So, it's still, that part, very good. I was very happy to see that, because I wasn't sure, you know, there's some other rumors that we'll get into uh, a little bit later in this uh, this announcement. Tetris Effect next, baby! Tetris yes! Effect! Tetris Effect connected with the most awkward... Awkward video I've ever seen, short of like some of Nintendo's really confusing, um, you know, translated shows that just didn't didn't take well here in America. Tetris Effect connected an Xbox exclusive multiplayer expansion, baby. If you're not sick of Tetris 99 on your Switch and you haven't played a ton of Tetris Effect on every other system, uh, then don't worry because uh, just hang up your VR headset on your PlayStation, put down Tetris Effect over there, and buy it again over here because you can play it online now. That's what I want from Next Gen. That's what I want. Yes, thank you. Now, here's the thing. Tetris Effect is a really good game. It's a really good game, first of all, okay? Tetris yeah. Effect is I mean, a great it's game. It's Tetris, first of all. And, and, and Okay, let's, let's be honest. We can't just say it's Tetris because there's been plenty of bad Tetris games. Okay, Tetris Sphere, I'm looking at you. Okay, Virtual Boy Tetris, I'm, I'm looking show. at you. <laughs> no, no, don't talk about those games. Those yeah. don't even exist in my heart. So, um... But Tetris Effect is it, it, the, the cool thing about Tetris Effect is we, we already know it's a great game. Now Microsoft's grabbing is jumping on board. They're they're kind of developing their own version of it where it's going to have I, I'd say a lot of the core game there plus certain modes that are exclusive to Xbox and um, cool. Another another kind of footnote in this show. I don't think it stood out and said, "Oh, I'm buying a Series X because of it," you know. But um, but they did announce it. 
the, the video was so weird, though. It was a bunch of random people, and then you start to realize that these people have been kind of put into Tetris shapes that are falling into place. But it was really, it was weird. It was, it was strange. I don't want to get into it any further than that, but if you haven't watched the, 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 the video of that one, watch it and then tell me that I'm not, that I'm wrong, because I feel like, um, I feel like the people that they put in that video didn't know what they were making, and then after they saw it, they were, like, ashamed that they made it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> next up, we find out that Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Ori, Will of the Wisps, uh, Sea of Thieves, Gears Tactics are all getting Xbox Series X upgrades. Uh, I think... This isn't a surprise to any of us. We knew anything that's first party is going to be getting that treatment because if you're going to try to convince third party to jump onto this smart delivery system, you need to use your first party to show them that it's easy and that you should do it because of you know monetary value, right? So um, residual income, whatever you want to, however you want to pitch it. So. Um, yeah, I was happy to hear Forza Horizon 4 because they hadn't mentioned it previously. Gears 5, we already knew about. Sea of Thieves, we already knew about. Gears Tactics, we found out about, if you which is cool. Um, Gears Tactics, Tactics is interesting because I Gears Tactics came out for PC only uh, currently. I didn't think it hit Xbox One. So does that mean it's also... Because it's getting a smart delivery, that it's coming, it's coming to the Series X. So does that mean Xbox One is also getting a version of it? I don't know. Someone maybe can answer that in the Twitch chat for me. But um, but the the thing I really enjoyed about this part of the announcement the most, you guys, was or, was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. You all know that I'm a huge Ori fan. I'm a huge Metroidvania fan. My favorite game of all time, Super Metroid, and my favorite franchise is Metroid. But I love Ori. It was kind of what got me back into the Metroidvania like genre of games. And so my whole thing here was it was the only company, Moon Studios, it was the only company to sit there and, ch and tell us, here is the difference between Xbox One and Xbox <laughs> Series X in a split screen. Slow-mo showing us frame rate smoothness, showing us particle effects. And, and, and even if you're watching it on your phone, if you're watching it on a monitor, if you had a 4K feed going, you could see the difference. It may have not have been life, like breathtaking and life-changing, but you could see the difference. And I was like... In a generation where you are literally saying there is no exclusive game for the first two years, every one of these companies should be doing this right here, showing me why I want to play on a Series X over just keeping my Xbox One. And yep. that that was my takeaway from it. Was like, man, I think I'm gonna have an I'm gonna enjoy another playthrough of Ori when it hits Series X. Yeah, I believe. And to and to quote you, uh, why are we seeing this from Ori? It, that's what it was i'm like looking at it i'm like this is a super small like team what we're like 343 and and coalition and rare and like where are all these companies coming out and saying like check out sea of thieves on the series x versus the xbox one and we may get some of these down the road and then i'll shut up but right now we don't right now we have moon studios a company that nobody even wanted to support, and Microsoft came along and said, Ori, huh? Okay, yeah, we'll give you a shot. <laughs> They're the ones that come out and, and show us th this difference, and I was like, come on, I want to see more of that. You know? This is supposed to be, t be hyping us up about the Series X, not just 
hyping us up about the future of Xbox, because that's what this is turning into. The future of Xbox. Avowed. Cool. A new Forza game. Sweet. Halo. Cool. But there was no, like, what is hyping me about this new box? That Tetris. That's going to cost five or $600. What is hyping me about this box for me to get ready to jump on pre-orders? Where is it? So, um, we did get to see, I'm, and, and we're running long here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of push through the last of this. We did get to see uh, an update on Crossfire X, which looks incredible, first of all. If you're into shooters, Crossfire X, which has had some, had a PC, has already kind of been involved in the PC world, but the developer uh, Remedy, which made control, is is the one behind this uh, military shooter called Crossfire X. We got to see the story mode of what Crossfire X is going to do. And that actually um, that actually looked really cool and, and kind of seemed wild. It was like it was military, but it also had some like um, some like sci fi like functionality to it where like someone was like worried about their about their fate and how and how the main character is going to actually become become the problem and and in and in the world and type things and so it was it, the story was interesting enough to me and and like realistic but also a little like not realistic um sci-fi level which you know I love um so yeah Crossfire X I think actually took a step in the right direction for me where I was like I want to know more about this game and I also didn't realize that Remedy was behind it which is a, a developer I really like so we'll see we'll see how they uh, continue to build that out and we'll, we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap up the announcements here with what they ended the show on which was something I think we had all been hoping and praying for and we're excited about and it couldn't have been it couldn't have been a, the better combination of things so the future of Xbox, once again, is a new Fable game. And it wasn't just a new Fable game. It was, a, it, was, it was the prettiest cinematic out of any cinematic they showed. And then they dropped that Playground Games is making it. If you aren't familiar who Playground Games are, they are an amazing developer that I don't think gets enough like focus because they're the ones that actually make Horizon series Forza games. So it's very different than what we're used to seeing from Playground Games. But, the again, the only other company I probably would have wanted to touch this would have been Obsidian. I would have been really happy with that announcement, but this this wasn't worse. This was, it, it was, it was a lateral like, oh hell yeah, Fable and Playground Games. Give me Fable. Now the room, you know, we we didn't get any date, we didn't get anything. It was literally just a trailer of like a fairy flying around that gets ends up getting eaten by a frog, and and the line is not all not all stories have happy endings. And then it pans up to the amazing castle and world that you know that's very fable esque, and says, "But maybe your story will, right?" And then boom, fable. Um, afterwards, we heard a lot about potential that this is actually going to be an MMO, potentially. Uh, you know, so you know how would that work and how would playgrounds tackle that but we're so far out we don't know when like who knows this could be years down the road guys um we could i i feel like we'll find out something um like e3 next year time is when we're going to hear again about fable they just wanted to really you know drop a bomb on us and be like all right cool we're going to hit them with that one thing that's really going to make everybody freak out 
and it did. I think there's a lot of positivity about it, but um, we're gonna have to wait now, you know. So, but it was a good way to close. It's definitely a good way to close the show out, uh, and left me on that positive feeling of like, okay, cool, that's really cool. I'm glad that they're actually doing something with an IP that they've held on to for years and years and years, and people have been asking for it over and over again. So, um. But Playground is awesome, so I mean, as far as having that developer in place for this, I, I can't even, I can't, I'm so excited to find out more that it literally, like, for, I, I was like, well, what about, like, for a, for a split second, I was like, what about Forza Horizon 5? I was like, eh, forget it, It'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> you guys okay over there? Something, hap- something happened Mickey's over there. Mickey's, like, killing a bird that got into his room or something. He's yeah, swatting like yeah, a I, I noticed yeah, he, I, I don't know if it was like a Goliath spider or what he tried to kill there, but it was, uh, he was attacking it with that tissue very aggressively. Mickey, I have oh, some, I have some chopsticks thing. here. Do you need to, do you need me to send these over to you so you can stab it or whatever? <laughs> it's, it's these stupid fruit flies. It's like, you only live for one day. Why do you spend it in my face? You can go see the entire world. Because you're you a beautiful be human face. being. You're a beautiful human being. And so you say I have to let it live. And a, and a fruit fly with one day lifespan is not going to be able to explore much of the world. I'm sorry. They don't even barely know how to fly. So anyways, back to the podcast here. Thanks for sharing your, uh, your, your interesting story there, Miggy. Um, I hope you're clean okay. Up your, clean up your clean up your studio, man. <laughs> Why well, I got a bug problem, man? I can't help it. I eat fruit. <laughs> okay, but um, so yeah, so that that is your Xbox. That's your Xbox um presentation. I I was really mad at it at first. I, I think if you watch my vod on my on my stream, you can see where I was just disappointed because I there was things I expected. But as that day went on, I streamed just my normal stream at night. And people, of course, would ask me, they're like, well, what did you think of Xbox? And you know, I was like, you know what? It was average. You know, it could have been better, but it definitely could have been worse. So I go, it falls in the middle for me. I don't think it's anything. It didn't make me want to go out and buy a... I mean, I'm going to because I'm already like on board for Xbox Series X. It didn't make me want to go out and buy an Xbox Series X day one more than I already did. But it also didn't necessarily make me want to buy it less. So though they didn't take the opportunity to seal the deal, they also didn't like, you know, destroy their, their opportunity either. And so I just, it fell in the middle, you know, there's a lot of potential there that we're going to find out in the next 12 months, I'd say 12 to 18 months. We're going to find out a lot more about things like Forza, Rare, uh, Rare's Project and Fable and, and Avowed and all those games are exciting. So I think, I think you'd be lying to yourself if you're really, really mad because they gave you they gave you that hype, right? They gave you that hype. And a lot a lot of these, you know, we just we just talked about PlayStation not that long ago doing something similar and saying, well, you know what, the the Horizon Forbidden West looked really cool and Gran Turismo looked cool and Ratchet and Clank looked cool, but none of those it was the same thing. We don't know. We don't know what, what when that's gonna happen, but it was still exciting, right? So though it may not help PS five day one sales, it also didn't hurt PS five's, you know, um, um, presence either so I just was thinking that someone was finally going to step up and throw the first punch and it didn't happen you know and um, I think Sony has the next opportunity here we got a Sony show coming up August 6th right did I yeah August 6th so it's so you know Sony's turn it's Sony's turn to take the stage and and they're they're next they can we'll have to see what they're going to say August 6th but somebody's going to have to finally just take the 
throw the punch and say, here's the price of our system. Here's the launch window. Here's our launch library. And this is what we got. And I, and I just kind of feel like both companies right now are a little hesitant and possibly, possibly waiting for the other group to make that move. And they're just, they're kind of playing this strategy right now. And it's, we're dangling out here, kind of trying to um, make, make important decisions of our investment over the next generation of gaming. Cause some of us aren't like for me, obviously I'm going to play games everywhere. I'm going to buy a PS5. I'm going to buy an Xbox. I'm going to buy a switch pro or whatever comes out from Nintendo next. And I'm going to play games, but you know, some people have to make a decision. They have to choose, you know, choose a platform to start with. And yeah, maybe they'll get another opportunity to add a platform down the road. But um, you know, if both of these are hitting holiday 2020, some people have to pick and you're going to have to give people reason on why they, why they they should choose you, you know, moving forward. So We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that that was a show. Please join the Gamezilla Discord to talk about this further. We have we have an Xbox channel. We have a Gamezilla podcast channel. I'd love to hear some opinions from the people that are listening to the show and why you think um you know maybe maybe you're gonna grade it higher. Maybe you absolutely hated the show. I, I'd like to hear both sides. I'm putting myself pretty much in the middle at this point. I give them a C, C minus in that zone, um and just say good attempt good good try i guess head on the back you'll do better next time <laughs> what about you guys we'll close it the off with your opinions kid doesn't have a good grade it's like come on you could do better like a c you're better than a c like microsoft you should be bringing b presentations in the month leading to the launch of your console yeah. i i find a, a c disappointing in my opinion i give him a b minus I mean, if you're if you're looking for if you're looking for the day one hype, then yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there there was some disappointment there, but I mean, the fact they showed us what's coming for their console and the fact that you can get everything that was shown on Game Pass. I mean, I want to know what madman at Microsoft came up with the Game Pass. He's probably locked in a room drawing like drawing I don't know like Nazi symbols on construction paper flinging poo drinking porch pop or something but I mean like what <laughs> madman first of all this madman has <laughs> this this madman has over 10 million subscriptions to Game Pass already exactly so, so maybe know what I'm saying. so but... maybe he's developing Skynet in that office instead of flinging <laughs> right. poo I don't, maybe he's not flinging poo maybe he's no, building I mean, I mean, the next turn Terminator sounds like a charming guy. I'm just saying, <laughs> probably. But I mean, I mean, but there, it's it's all in the best interest for us. The Game Pass, which I mean, I'm as a consumer, it's amazing. I mean, I just want to see what the business model for this is. How who how are they making money? But I mean, I'm just excited that I can buy the Xbox, um, the new Xbox, and purchase Game Pass, and not to worry about buying any first party titles. And I'm excited to play just about every one of those, especially Tetris. And I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a future topic that we can, we can hold into an article. I saw that we could have, if we had time, we could have played off of it, but we're, we're running short is that game pass Xbox game pass is actually the next generation of Xbox gaming. It's not the series X. It's actually just mm. Xbox game pass. They're focusing hard on that because they want people that don't even buy the series X to be able to still enjoy all that, all that um, potential. So but that'll be maybe a topic for a future week here, or maybe we just discuss it more in the Discord. All right. Um, real quick, 
I know we're 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 running late, but Joe Rogan made a comment, and I just we just had to have a moment here to to uh, to talk about this. Okay, um, if you're not familiar with Joe Rogan, very successful um, right now, he's very successful within his podcast. Right, he has he has a podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, and they they brought on a guest and talked a uh, fitness guru and talked about the problem. Um, with children playing video games. So normally I wouldn't focus on this, but this was, this pissed me off because, because of his comments. So the, the caption piece here that I'll read video games are a real problem. Rogan said they're a, they're a real problem. You know why? Because they're fucking fun. They have a real problem with them. You do them. They're real exciting, but you don't get anywhere. Then he compares them to martial arts, and he continued, you could be doing something exciting and fun. You could just be playing f fucking video games, but three years later, you could just be the same kid just playing video games, waiting for the next whatever the fucking game is, and you're going to waste your time. He then compares that to, instead of playing video games, you could learn a martial art, and then in three years, you could perfect your martial art, and then you could open your own martial art building, and then you could have your own students, and then you could build a career. Or you could play video games and waste your life. And I'm like, in this day and age, in this day and age, to make that statement, it has to be the dumbest statement that you could make when you have 16-year-old kids making millions of dollars playing video games that then turn into 20-year-olds that start their own production companies that turn into icons away from just video games. Yes, I'm going to use Ninja as an example, but if you can sit back and sit there and say that a kid that has ambition to be a pro gamer doesn't have a future, you're dumb. Like, that is the dumbest statement I have ever heard in today's society. Now, if this podcast existed, you know, back when I was a kid playing video games, guess what? He'd be a thousand percent correct because I would have been sitting there playing Sonic the Hedgehog over and over and over again in my bedroom and nothing came from it other than the fact that I beat, I beat Green Hill Zone 3 again. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Today... The world is different. How many, uh, look at how many old retired, <laughs> I say old, okay? How many 26 year olds that are retired out of esports that now own their own esport team and are millionaires? How many companies that have these 26 year old owners are also co owned by the New England Patriots and every other major sports team that that, that kid is now affiliated with? I don't think your little martial art corner shop over here is affiliated with with a pro sports team like the Golden you know Golden Guardians and, and the Golden State Warriors. Okay, like I just I'm sorry, I don't have anything against the fact that for the people that do choose to go learn a skill that's different than video games, be it martial arts, be it plumbing, be an electrician, I don't care. Yes, you can go learn a skill and then you can turn it into something. I did it with photography. I did it with graphic design, okay? Just something I enjoyed doing as a kid, and then I turned it into a business. I understand that. You can do that with anything. You got people selling bath water, for God's sakes, online, okay? You can turn anything into money. 
But to sit there and tell me a kid can't become a pro gamer or a highly or a highly entertaining content creator and turn it, turn something in from nothing into a multi million dollar you know um, company. The brand, the ninja, the you know, uh, Tim the Tatman, um, you know, all these people that are out there just building content, Ver- and then and then we don't even have to go look at someone like Double Lift, you know, Double Lift or um, or um, Jurgensen from Team Solo Mid, who's now co-owner of te- of of he's still a player and owns part of the co- of the esport team, and they're about to launch North America's biggest esport in uh, um, building. In the in the entire country, state of the art, giant esport arena, and he owns part of that. But yeah, he's wasting. We're wasting time, right? We're we're wasting. Oh, you could earn a college tuition. You could earn a scholarship playing video games, but it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It, it, it's bad. It's bad for children. <clears throat> I think listening to like the um like listening to his take like what he said and like a little bit more of the um like his take I think I really get the feeling that he was like internalizing it was still a, it was still don't get me wrong let me get this out first it was a, still a horrible take it was it was a horrible take he 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 blew it but um I think he was internalizing a lot because he was saying that he has a problem with game like he was addicted to it to video games he was losing so many times I think he was playing like Quake. And it was like he was saying it was like comparing it to like crack. He said they have a game room like that's on like that's on set or in the studio or whatever that he has to like walk by. He can't even like pop his head in or he can't even peek into. He's like, cause it's it's bad. He's like, he's he's addicted to video games. So I think he was like internalizing a lot of that point to himself with that, but still it it turned out into a, a bad hot take uh to put out to us during that um that conversation i still think it's a piss poor decision that if you believe you're addicted to games to to analyze the entire industry based off of your personal experience on it like that like if you're addicted or not like that's one thing and and he's and he's referencing quake back okay quake back in the day when he was younger or whatever it w- would be me back in the day which i did say at that point was a problem but he's calling out children right now and 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 the way that though that he may have used some of his own his own experience like sure good you, i mean hopefully you do so that you can leverage your opinion a little bit more as to why you have this opinion but at the same time he did call it out and say someone spends three years and wastes their entire three years where they could go be a you know um focused on martial arts and i mean joe rogan is is as as it's said here um by uh, Creek Dweller here on Twitch is that he's biased. He's biased because he loves martial arts, so he wants to... He's he's using this as a stepping stone to take his own p- platform in martial arts and, and make it sound better, make it seem better. Oh, there's more value over here. Oh, this is a real skill. This isn't. You know? I hate to break it to you, but the guy over here that you just stepped on that's making millions of dollars is gonna, is gonna, out, is gonna generate more money than you over the lifespan if they're successful at doing what they're doing. Bugga, for God's sakes, made $16 million in, in one event, becoming the, ch- the world champion of Fortnite. Look what that did for that kid. I mean, yes, people knew who he was beforehand, but, like, he's set. His family's set. That's that's generational money right there. We're not talking about your little shop on the corner where you can teach people martial arts. We're talking generations of your family being set to do what they want, to create above and beyond, to to build a 
I don't want to say empire, but to build a series of people of family members that maybe evolve through whatever content creation turns into next or whatever they want to do. Maybe they do want to get into martial arts and, and do something. They're going to have that. They're going to have that option now because of that generational money that they've, they've been able to make. So I just think it was small minded of him to go attack another group if you want to sit there and talk about martial arts and you want to talk about the potential of like getting your kids more active and getting them and getting them into other activities other than gaming you don't have to bash gaming you don't like that that's never that's never a good way to take things unless it's like hey instead of doing cocaine maybe you should um you know become an, an olympic swimmer like Oh, okay. Tell me more why why you think that's a good idea because I think I agree with you. But when you're sitting here saying, "Hey, instead of be being playing video games, you should definitely focus this because video games are bad because I was addicted." I don't know, man. Were you that addicted though? Were you maybe just lazy? Because I played a lot of video games as a kid. I, I definitely could use the word maybe addicted uh, to video games, but in the end, it was just me being lazy and being a kid. So, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I can agree with him. It's an interesting time to have this take. Because his his example of, well, go learn a martial art. It, it's, a, it's a viable thing to say it would be good for kids to spend their time doing some other things. Because I would be interested to know, percentage-wise, over the next decade, how many kids could make a career out of video games. No doubt it's completely different than it's ever been before, and it's going to be a number on the rise. But there are going to be a ton of kids who maybe don't develop certain skills that they could learn to, to support themselves in lives. But at the same time, that doesn't make that doesn't mean for that kid who it's their dream to make that not a viable thing. And we're seeing right now Sports is literally being canceled. They had to cancel two MLB games today because of COVID. We're seeing the prominence of esports being more important literally over the last four months than they've ever been the entire time they've existed. Yep. So right now is a really bad time to have that exact take, but I don't totally disagree with him. Like looking at myself, not looking at like what's going to happen with kids or commentating on children's lives and their potential to make money playing video games looking at my life like there's a lot of things i could achieve and a lot of things i could do if i didn't use video games as a hobby but guess what i play video games responsibly as a hobby because it makes me happy yes would i maybe have more products done around my house would i maybe know a little bit more about my uh my field of employment would i maybe uh be a better you know working with my hands on like fixing things or whatever if i didn't play video games no doubt so you could look in some regards at gaming as yes a waste of time i could be a more effective husband and a more effective member of society in a lot of regards if i didn't play video games but playing video games makes me happy playing video games keeps me sane like i i you, you guys know because you know we talked outside the show i crammed for an it exam for the last month and barely played video games this week getting to decompress and play some games made me so happy it was so good so so joe what joe's saying yeah there's truth behind it but also it's not necessarily fair to say all you know to just say video gaming in general is a waste of time because for some people it's not 
For some people, it's a healthy hobby that they enjoy. And I do think it's something important to monitor in kids. Well, yeah, it's important to monitor. Don't get me wrong. I, I agree. When yeah. we told when we talked about the stories on the podcast about people that would play Fortnite and would literally piss their pants, you know, because they didn't want to go to the bathroom because they didn't want to miss a round of Fortnite. Like, that's a problem. OK, that 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 I agree with. But at the same time, like what your example of, of you and being uh, being more like contributing more to society as a gamer, you're an adult already. He's he's targeting children in, in this comment and your comment about the fact that how many kids are going to try to become a pro gamer and fail is the same. I, w- I would challenge that to say, what are the chances of an entrepreneur being able to have a successful business in this world and have it not fail? So you go become, you know, an expert jujitsu. Uh, oh my God, I can't say it. Martial arts instructor. And, uh, and, and you, uh, decide to go invest a ton of money into a building, into equipment, and then you go and you try to get, you know, m- members to join your gym. And guess what? You fail and you close down because that's life, right? So you take, you gamble, you take attempts. It doesn't matter if you're trying to become the best player at a video game, an entrepreneur that, because you want to run your own business, both, it doesn't matter. That's the, that's the world we live in. I've, I've started up and closed down companies, you know, when I had ideas because I, I am a dreamer. Like that's that, that, like people will look at me and go, you got way too much going on in your head. Right. And, but at the same time, when I have an idea that finally gets to that point, I want to try it. Gamezilla media was one of those ideas. Was it not that I, I remember the day that I called you and said, I want to do this. I know nothing about it. That's why I'm calling you. I want to do it, you know. And so here we are, five years later, and we're still do- we're still able to sit here and say we're doing it. it. It generates money. It's fun. It it helps community. We've given back to charities. We've done things with Children's Hospital, like all revolving around video games. So I, you know, I have a hard time. I just don't like when someone's gonna sit there and just attack one thing and compare it to another thing and just and trash it. And that's what he did. It's just too black and too black and white. Because in his statement, where was you know it's a big waste of time watching Netflix. You know it's yeah. like a big waste of time just watching stuff on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like consuming media in general, or or turn this around, really make people mad. You know it's a huge waste of time reading books. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like one of those, like, there's plenty of things we consume as people and plenty of ways that we spend our time that doesn't actually contribute to a gain skill set that doesn't actually contribute to making the world better, doing things for other people. You know, like it's entertainment. We're allowed to enjoy entertainment, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and, and even look at like, you made that great point. And then this is, this is my last point I'm going to make on it. You made that great point about, what esports has meant during COVID. Look what it did. And this is coming from uh, ZGK in, in the chat on twitch.tv slash games media. Look what it did for sports. Look at the F1 racing league, right? F1 took their racers and literally took them to a virtual world and had them race in a virtual world. And some of them actually ended up loving it and they became streamers because of it. And, you know, now they're getting back to actually racing, but they're still going to keep that aspect of, of their, 
you know, their brand now because they were like, wow, this was really cool. And even like uh, 2K uh, basketball and stuff like that, there's been virtual where NBA players have joined streamers and had fun playing, you know, virtual basketball. Uh, We've seen things like Call of Duty where NBA and, and other just professional sports players teaming up with the likes of Ninja and them into tournaments and playing games for charity. Like we've watched we've watched what gaming has evolved into, especially over the last four months and how it's, uh, it's, it's created an outlet for so many people that maybe are stuck at home or aren't able to do anything. And you make the great point of Netflix and Hulu and stuff where you can binge watch things that really don't help you at all. You know, I think YouTube is, is different. You can watch a lot of stuff that makes you dumber or, you can watch a lot of things that'll actually teach you, you know, things on how to how to do stuff. So like it's a give and take, but to just to just like draw draw a hard line and say if you're on the if you're on this one side, you're wrong, and I'm on the other side, and I'm right. And like that that anytime you take that hard stance like that, and I'm gonna I'm probably gonna find some flaws in your logic there because the world we live in today, right now, is so foggy and confusing to everyone that if you can find enjoyment uh uh revenue whatever whatever it is you look for if you could find it anywhere legally I'm not saying go become a drug dealer or something like that enjoy it cuz i've been stuck in my house for 123 days and i've not been able to leave so guess what streaming and video games are really fucking important to me for my mental health and yes, I've been very thankful for the for the revenue that I've been able to make for this because it helps me pay my bills. Because I didn't because I had to give up a bunch of things at my at my real job. My real job, you know? The thing I'm not wasting my life on. You know, that cubicle I go sit in 40 hours a day or whatever, that's not wasting my life when I don't get to spend time in my house, when I don't get to spend time with my dogs, when I don't get to spend time with my friends. You know, thankfully I work with that. I he's kind of a friend, so I guess that kind of counts. But, <laughs> but the whole point I'm saying is, to, in today's world with COVID and everything else that's going on, if you are finding enjoyment in something, don't let anybody else ever talk you down from it. You enjoy it. You live it up for whatever the biggest it is that you can live up. Be it streaming, be it video games, be it skydiving, be it whatever. Enjoy it. Because we've seen what happens. We saw what happened with COVID. We lost a lot of things instantaneously. It was gone. You're not guaranteed anything. You're not guaranteed to be able to go study martial arts for 20 years and become a master because you could walk out of that building one day, collapse on the ground, and die. So do what you want to do. Live it up. That's your life. That's your excitement. Those are your stories. Don't let somebody else sit there and manipulate you and be like, oh, well, that's a waste of time. You're an idiot. I'm done. Anybody else? <laughs> Realize I was muted. Well, this has been episode 200 and 300. How many episodes? 321 there you go. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. the GameZilla podcast. Again, please go over to GameZillaMedia.com and listen to the other podcasts. Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, Last Action Podcast, and uh, the Noiseland Arcade. Guess what? Last Action Podcast just celebrated their 100th episode today. They dropped a hot episode about Predator. So make sure you go give that a listen. Show those guys some love. But we have tons of great shows. 
and we would love it. It would mean an immense amount to us if you would join our Patreon, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You can start as low as just $1 per month. That is super affordable. I know you have a dollar. You could kick it GameZilla's way, and we'll continue to entertain you, and we appreciate it so much. $5 a month for that exclusive content. Uh, bonus shows available there for you. So please continue supporting uh, GameZilla. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you to our patrons, and uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, we focused on, obviously, the Xbox showcase and our disappointments and also the positive moments that we saw. Also, talking about Joe Rogan's comments on video games. So, um, I, think it was, I think it was a good show. We ran a little bit long, but I appreciate everybody hanging out here live on twitch.tv slash Media. If you couldn't catch this whole show and you're listening to it, but you want to see our reactions, you can watch the entire video on YouTube. Just search Gamezilla Media. But um, yeah, we had, a, we had a really good time today. I want to thank everybody that came to hang out. Thank everybody that downloaded. Thank you all for hitting that subscribe button, hitting that heart emoji, giving us five stars on iTunes, leaving that review. All those things help us so much on the podcast. So we appreciate you all. And uh, yeah, just uh, remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.